Good morning, I'm Donna Quinn. And for the next half hour, you'll be listening to Talk of Our Towns. Today, my guest is Lexi Hallahan. Lexi is the visionary and director of Northwest Women's Surf Camp based in Seaside, Oregon, which she established 18 years ago. She's been featured on OPB's Oregon Field Guide and an outside magazine, among other media publications. We'll be discussing Northwest Women's Surf Camp upcoming events and programs and learn how her business has grown and changed to now offer family-friendly and co-ed experiences, how she adapted and has been able to thrive in the time of COVID. Good morning, Lexi. Thank you for being here. Oh, good morning, Donna. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here on your program. It's been a few years since we last connected, so this feels great being on your show again. Indeed. Many, many things have changed since that time. So uh, before we start talking about Northwest Women's Surf Camps, which is now even more inclusive than ever, um, let's talk a little bit about you and let the listening audience, um, people who are not familiar with you, learn a little bit about your background and history, which obviously led to your establishing Northwest Women's Surf Camps. Okay, well, I was born in Seattle, Washington, and um, I, we moved to Portland when I was seven and graduated there in Lake Oswego. Um, and after my first year at University of Oregon, um, it was so rainy that year that I decided I wanted to seek out a campus that had more sunshine. So I moved myself over to the island of Oahu. Um, and I lived in Honolulu for about a year, working and putting myself through college. And But my real goal was to get out to what they called back then the country, which was on the North Shore. Um, so I moved out there. I moved in with a lovely family called the Cantrells. And I was uh, running a vegetarian kitchen there called Arisha's Beach and Kitchen. It was at Sunset Beach. So this area of the North Shore on Oahu is that stretch of 10 miles that goes from Haleiwa Waimea Bay, Pipeline, Sunset Beach. So after running the, I ran that kitchen for about four years. And while I was doing that, I fell in love with shooting uh, surf photography. So whenever I had a free moment between college and being on the bus, going back and forth to town and running the kitchen, I'd go down to the beach and shoot the amazing world-class breaks with these extraordinary surfers. And um, so I was living there, enjoying my life as it was going along. And then I met my husband, Tom, at Rocky Point, where I was living in 1981. He was a really talented local expert surfer who knew the Cantrells that I was living with. He had been the boy setter before I had moved in with them. And we hit it off, fell in love, and soon moved out together. Um, Tom's been a huge influence in my life. Back then, he was an extraordinary waterman and still is. Uh, when I started, uh, when I met him, I would definitely not have called myself a water woman. I barely would call myself a swimmer in my early 20s. So he helped me overcome a lot of the fear of the deep ocean, um, fear of what's under the water, all of those kind of things that, you know, you can imagine an Oregon girl would have. And uh, so I, over, I overcame that by uh, teaching me snorkeling. And once I kind of discovered these amazing reefs and sea turtles and all the colorful fish, uh, I was hooked. I really loved being in the ocean. Um, so soon after I got my swimming skills up, he taught me how to bodyboard. So a lot of people here on the coast may not know what bodyboarding is. Um, they've probably heard of a boogie board before. 
And a boogie board was Tom Morey's design back in the 70s, which was a prone wave riding device that you would catch waves with with swim fins on your feet. So you would kick in, hold on to the, the boogie board and ride the waves. Well, over the years, boogie boarding became a sport in its own right, a world-class sport called bodyboarding. And so I started doing that on the North Shore. And I lived there about six years, and then I moved back to Oregon to finish a nutrition and dietetic degree that I was pursuing. And Tom followed me back about six months later. So we were fish out of water. We were living up in Portland. Uh, we weren't city people. So every weekend we would escape down to Seaside and he'd go surfing and I'd go bodyboarding. And we did that for a few years until we finally moved down here and uh, to Seaside in 1989. And um, I got to know really well the owner of Clean Line Surf Shop, Josh Kostavich. And one day he approached me and said, why don't you come to work for me and start working at my shop? So I was kind of trying to figure out what I was going to do with my dietetic degree. So I uh, started working for Josh and ended up being his manager and then general manager for 16 years. And uh, during that time, it was a very male-dominated sport here in Oregon. 99.9% uh, men in the water, very few women. It was just me, um, a local gal named Joanne Kramer, who I love, who's one of my body bodyboard coaches now. Uh, another woman, Keiko Watts. Uh, her son, Kai, was a longtime seaside lifeguard. And then Lisa Middleton uh, was pursuing surfing at the time. So it was just the four of us back in the 80s, kind of getting in the ocean. So worked for Josh, realized that a lot of women didn't want to get into surfing because of cold water and sharks and the wetsuits didn't fit, basically. Um, so I started working with a company called Hotline out of Santa Cruz, and they were the only wetsuit company at the time that were making American-made wetsuits. Um, so with that, I worked with Brenda Scott there, who was a big wave surfer in Santa Cruz. And Josh and I and her worked together to have them start building uh, cold water, five mil hooded wetsuits for women and wetsuit parts. So that was kind of the first step that kind of got us getting more women uh, an opportunity to get out into the cold water here. Um, the second part that kind of started working was we, we uh, started talking to local surfboard shapers and encouraged them to start designing surfboard shapes that were more dimensional for women's weights and heights and sizes. But there was still kind of a missing piece on us. So I started thinking, what is it that's really going to get women out there and realized it was the um, surf instruction part of it. So I came to Josh one day and said, uh, let me do a weekend of camps or weekend, excuse me, of clinics or uh, surf lessons and see if we can create some interest in surfing. Well, it was a hit. I think we had uh, 20 some women and girls that uh, were local that came to that two day experience and um, so we were teaching them the first day and I was just kind of taking it all in and just really enjoying the experience of coaching women. Um, and then the second day I had an amazing epiphany and I basically it just called me to start teaching women and girls. I was witnessing them paddling out, catching waves on their own on their second day and uh, just really moved me on a, a totally different level than I'd ever felt before. I just felt like everything had to change and I had to completely shift and that epiphany and experience really changed my life. Wow, that is an amazing story. And so here we are 18 years later, you and you also are a yoga teacher and I have been fortunate enough to do a women's uh, camp with you. I think it was we had a day experience many, many years ago and you mm -hmm. taught people to do yoga on the boards to really 
connect with the boards before they ever go in the water. Safety is a huge piece for you. Um, and, uh, and on your website, which I really encourage people to go to visit, which is nwwomenssurfcamps.com, uh, there are videos. Um, because one of the most important things for you, Lexi, um, having known you through the years, is that you want to help empower people to have a deeper understanding and connection with the ocean. The ocean is our, our backyard. It's our playground. It's, our, it's fierce. It's mighty. And it's healing. And, and uh, so anyway, you, you established the Northwest Women's Surf Camps. And then over the years, it has evolved. You, uh, so let's talk a little bit about how it has evolved. Because you're, you're, you're not only teaching uh, classes and coaching uh, women, but now you have families, you have co-eds, all of that. So how has surfing changed and bodyboarding? You're the only organization, you're the only company on the North, uh, on the entire West Coast that teaches bodyboarding clinics, which is a really easy way to, to, to get into the ocean and, and interact with it without feeling like you have to be a jock. So yeah, let's talk about that. What does it mean to be a surfer on the Pacific North Coast? Well, so when you come, it's very different than when I was bodyboarding in Hawaii. Obviously, you've got to put on a pretty heavy uh, wetsuit, boots, and most people wear gloves, and usually you have a hood on. You're dealing with uh, cold water, so instead of it being in the low 70s or mid 70s like in Hawaii, um, it's probably mid 50s most of the time. On a what we call a warm day, it might be at 60 degrees. A, a cold day at short sounds would be like maybe high 40s. Um, so it kind of has that range. So um, one, you've got to be willing to tug on that wetsuit. I don't know if you remember, it's a little bit of a process getting wetsuits on and off. So <laughs> there's a little bit of an art to that. Um, and luckily, wetsuits over the years have gotten a lot more flexible and much uh, easier to kind of struggle in and out of. But that's always an exciting part when uh, people are learning is understanding just that part of the thing you have to take on. But uh, getting in the cold water, but once you're in those wetsuits, you are really relatively very warm in the water. I mean, it's pretty rare that my students complain of being cold. Um, so you're warm, you're comfortable now. Um, some of the other obstacles, I think, are a lot of the beaches are pretty remote. So I really encourage my students to stay on beaches where they're popular for surfing. So that would be, uh, you know, Short Sounds where Oswald West State Park, uh, Falcon Cove Marine Reserve is. Uh, Indian Beach would be another one. Um, uh, Avenue U or the uh, inside of the cove on certain days can be fun for people to learn. Um, so, you know, picking beaches that are already really popular as far as for surfers are, is, is definitely where you want to go. You don't want to, when you're learning, I don't even know when you're more experienced if you really want to be going to very remote beaches, but especially as a new person to surfing and bodyboarding. Um, one of the trends that I've seen happening with a lot of vacation rentals over the last few years is a lot of these remote beaches are getting uh, Airbnb and Vacasa and vacation houses on these remote beaches. And so a person comes from wherever and they're staying at this beach house and, you know, our beaches are beautiful, but if they're on a remote beach and they go into the garage and they see all the surfing equipment and bodyboard gear, they think they can go right out front of where they're staying, which is not highly advised. Um, there's a reason people aren't surfing those remote beaches. There's a lot more current, a lot more riptides. Um, it's just not a safe place. So as visitors come to town and if they're listening to this program today, just know, seek out the beaches where there's lots of surf traffic uh, like the ones I mentioned. Um, 
But a lot of those hurdles that were originally there in the 80s have uh, been overcome. So the fact that women now have a really well-fitting selection of wetsuits, Cleanline has a great selection of them. Um, the fact that boards now are dimensional for us, that they've got great instruction through our program and others uh, that's being offered here on the North Coast. All those things have really helped to overcome those hurdles. Well, you have seen um, your business grow and over the years and 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 that which is why you uh, include now you have kids camps, you have, you know, co-ed, you have families. And you said that because of COVID and even before that, people are seeking real experiences. They're seeking an opportunity to connect with the natural world in ways that technology has somewhat removed us from. And, um, and so I know some of the joy that you have experienced yourself is seeing how empowering it is for people to learn to interact in a very safe way with the ocean. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things I saw uh, when I had that epiphany years ago, and I still see today is what my husband calls big medicine. <laughs> so when I come home from an event and he looks at me and I'm smiling ear to ear and I've just got that ocean bliss on my face, he goes, he looks at me and he goes, big medicine? <laughs> okay, yeah, big medicine, honey. Because there's just something about when you can take people out and give them a nurturing, safe experience where they can explore maybe some fears or trepidation they have about the ocean. And you can give them that kind of a circled experience where they can connect on that level with it. It really starts to transform their perspective, um, not only of them possibly becoming a surfer or a bodyboarder, but also other aspects of their life. I mean, over the years, I've had many, many people tell me that that experience was transformative for them and that it unleashed the um, a sense of um, inner knowing and inner um, strength that they maybe didn't realize that they had until that time. So um, that's what my husband calls the big medicine. And um, it's so much of what keeps driving me and my exceptional team of women coaches to keep teaching. I mean, witnessing that on a daily basis with people, uh, families, uh, couples, kids, little kids, teens, everybody. Um, really it's really what it's all about it's a, a special gift that we're given to be able to teach people um, as well as being able to be surfers yes and if you have just tuned in you are listening to talk of our towns i'm your host donna quinn and today my guest is lexi hallahan she is the visionary and director of northwest women's surf camps based in seaside oregon she established that company 18 years ago she's been featured on opb's oregon field guide in Outside Magazine, among other publications. And today we're talking about Northwest Women's Surf Camps. This is the season and your classes are small and they fill up very quickly. There's a high demand because uh, while unfortunately restaurants were hard hit during COVID, uh, you're in outdoor recreation. That's something people are so famished for. And so um, you, your, your business during COVID there was more demand for it. And, and you're working with, you know, people from the ages of six to 65, you know, and um, so how, how did that impact your business and where are you now? Because if people do want to get involved and take a, a class or a camp or a clinic, they need to go to your website and sign up now because otherwise you are filling up, right? Yeah, so, so 
so COVID, uh, the that year of COVID, normally we would have started up in March, and because of all the restrictions with the pandemic, and not knowing, you know, how infectious it was, um, of course the state had to be really prudent. So we were uh, being guided by those state guidelines of through the Oregon Health Authority, and. So I basically shut down until July 1st and I was debating if I should go forward with a couple months of uh, very restricted camps or not. And I decided I'm just gonna go for it because who knows how long this pandemic is gonna be. And so I put everything into place to do that. And we ran it over about two months, a normal five or six month program. We did it in about two months and we had to do it with half as many people. And of course, with all the restrictions, wearing masks on the beach and sanitizing surfboards, I mean, on and on. Uh, but we made it through that summer and I was so glad we did that COVID 2020 summer because about 99% of the programs that were being offered, a lot of the college courses and programs, outdoor camps and such were all, all canceled. And many people that COVID summer said we were the only thing that they were doing with their family uh, during the summer. So that was uh, made me feel really good for making all of that effort. But there was a huge tsunami that came after that in 2021. I, I mean, like a a virtual tsunami of people that at that point wanted to get out. And so we went from that very restricted COVID summer to just exploding on uh, 2021. We had our best uh, season we've ever had. And we actually did it in uh, fewer months than we normally would have. So uh, I'd like to share with the listeners that when you're, if you're thinking about surfing and bodyboarding, really think about starting up about Memorial Day weekend and doing it kind of through Labor Day. Um, climate change has affected how big of a window of smaller swell that we get on the Oregon coast. And over the last four years or so, we're, it's trending toward much bigger swell for longer periods of time. Um, so that little window of Memorial Day to after Labor Day, it's really the window you wanna seize and get out there and practice your surfing, build up your skills, get additional coaching, uh, learn how to bodyboard, do it those months when swells are smaller and more conducive uh, for you to uh, progress. And then uh, this uh, uh, summer, I launched in January our program, and we're already uh, filling up almost the whole summer. So what I want people to think about is get on uh, our site, NW Women's Surf Camps, or contact me. Uh, that information's on our website, too. And if you want to do a custom lesson of some kind or a group, um, you know, maybe you've got a Sweet 16 party for your girls or something like this, we need to get going on that soon because of the uh, a few amounts of dates that we still have open. Um, and then if they're looking at doing our surf weekenders or day camps, uh, or if they're wanting to do code group lessons, all of those things, think a little bit ahead because things are really filling up fast. Um, I think it's still that little bit of that wave of people wanting to be outdoor and recreating and you know being freed up from uh, COVID restrictions. So yeah, get on that as soon as you can. So um, one of uh, the yeah. things, sorry, Lexi, I apologize. Oh, Oh, I was just going to say, you were saying also that we teach six years to about 65 years uh, aged people. So that's kind of something to think about, too, if you want to pursue these sports. Right. And I think the myth of this, that you have to be a jock to be a surfer, um, most anyone with some level of, 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 of fitness and well-being can bodyboard, obviously, which is great fun. And, and, um, and you know, it's a confidence building thing for anyone. I mean, one of the things that I noticed is that you also teach surfing mm -hmm. etiquette you know, and you don't think about that. You teach them about the, the currents, about the ocean, about how to interact with the ocean and with other surfers and, and bodyboarders. Um, and so I think that's all important. So why do we have this myth of the, of the surfer 
jock when now we have more women than ever surfing, bodyboarding children and interacting with the ocean. Oh, well, it's just kind of, it's probably a little bit of, you know, great surfers tend to be in great shape, great fitness. But, you know, when you start out bodyboarding or surfing, I think you need to have a moderate level of fitness, strength and flexibility um, just to start it. So, you know, if you're feeling like you're coming out of COVID and I like to call it the pandemic pose and we've all kind of gotten out of shape because so much of our fitness or group fitness was shut down. So if you're one of those people, maybe this is the summer that you start getting goals of getting into a little bit better shape so that you could pursue this next summer. But if you feel like you're in moderate shape, um, fitness, strength, flexibility, then I would highly encourage you to sign up for any of our classes or camps. Um, bodyboarding is much easier. So if you've never been in the ocean um, and you want to kind of sample the waves and see what it's all about, I would really encourage you to start with bodyboarding. Um, on the Oregon coast, it's not doesn't have the popularity that you see in California, Hawaii, Florida. Bodyboarding is huge in those warmer climate areas. Um, and it's usually the introduction sport for most people. So before they pursue surfing on a surfboard, most people start bodyboarding first. So, um, so I'm really encouraging people, if you haven't been in the ocean, you're feeling very new to uh, that experience, then maybe try that this summer and then maybe pursue surfing the next summer. But that whole jock thing, yeah. I don't know. I think it's because of the surfing industry. You know, they're always showing all the amazing athletes and they look like studs and studettes and everybody imagines you've got to be super fit. But um, I think if you're just moderate fitness, it's definitely something that you can go get into. And you got to remember, you're going to get stronger in your paddling and stronger in all of these things as you keep practicing it as well. Well, you you have um, a relationship with the ocean, a special relationship with the ocean, uh, which has has evolved over the years, and um, and it would behoove us to to understand more about the ocean and to really be able to develop our own relationship with it. Uh, those of us on the north coast and all the visitors who come as well. Um, and because I watched the video um, uh, from a Oregon field guide, and this woman said that she had always wanted to interact with the ocean, but she didn't know how. And in because of your ability to help her with the yoga with, on the beach and and the, and and getting to know the, the the board and having and feeling that they she was in safe hands, uh, she felt triumphant, you know. And uh, so the ocean does define uh, where we live on the North Coast, and so it would be a good thing for us to know more about it and with with people who understand because of as you've talked about the changing things that are happening. What, um, we only have a few minutes left, Lexi. So what are some of the other things you'd like people to know about? Well, I just want to say that, you know, the Pacific Ocean is our local playground and uh, it's right here, you guys. And so the main thing is that it, once you learn about the currents, the wind, tidal effects, how to judge when it's safe to go in and out of it, you're really putting yourself on a safe path with surfing and bodyboarding. And we as instructors and coaches feel it's a duty to teach that surf science and as, as well as all the physical skills, techniques, and the etiquette for both of these sports. And with that, you're able to uh, safely, you know, pursue these sports. So, um, so get a hold of us. Uh, you can contact us on our website, nwomensurfcamps.com. Know that we're teaching now um, all kinds of events that address everyone. So we've got our parent kids surf camps. Those still have quite a bit of, avail of availability. Um, our bodyboard clinics still have a lot of space. Our co-ed group 
lessons into July and after that still have quite a bit of space. Um, so there's a lot of room still there. It's just that the surf weekenders are almost full. Um, day camp of surfing is almost full and others are filling. So get on it soon. We kind of give an incentive of an early bird discount. So that's still in place for the camp program. Um, and also you can get multi discounts if you do any two or more of the clinics and lessons. Um, so, and, 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 and Lexi, we didn't talk about the fact that your coaches are women. Yeah, we have an exceptional team of experienced Northwest women surfing coaches and teachers, uh, both in the bodyboarding and the surfing. Um, they're all world travelers, all have traveled all around places and surfed and bodyboarded. Um, and they've all been taught the methodology that I've developed over these 18 years. Um, so you're getting that from every coach. I teach every event, um, but I always have an assortment of coaches that are teaching me in them. Um, so it's really an empowering, not just for women. I think it's an empowering experience for men too, to learn from such uh, an amazing group of women, uh, these sports. And how is it working with children and young people? Because I think as adults, you know, we have obviously more fears. And so uh, it must be a, uh, it must be really joyful to, to watch kids and, and help them learn how to interact safely with the ocean in this oh, way yeah. and have fun. So yeah, kids are one of my passions too. I always feel like we're bringing in the next generation of little surfers when we're teaching the kids. Um, and it is just awesome. I mean, I wish instead of learning in my mid twenties, I wish I had been like five or six. So we teach quite young. Um, they just need to have their swimming skills up in order to join us for those. We teach, We I brought in my own fleet of very light, soft, soft top, boards with these flex fins and also I should mention that um, in all of our students and our coaches wear gas surf helmets so uh, we've got a, an entire concussion prevention program in place so when we're teaching kids they're very safe in fact they can even do kind of a bumper board with each other's boards because the boards are so light and soft um, uh, kids, you just have to kind of get down on their level. Literally, sometimes I'm on my knees when I'm coaching kids. If they're uh, uh, leery of going out past their knees or their waist, then we just get closer to the edge of the beach so that they feel comfortable and really uh, listen to when they're ready to start going out a little bit further in the waves. But they're a blast and we end every session with wave jumping and diving through waves. So um, children love it. And it's just a great way to introduce your kids uh, to the ocean here. Well, Lexi, thank you so much for taking the time to be here. It's what you do is, there's a spiritual component to what you do. You've talked about that. Yeah, the well, surfing and uh, yoga both have that kind of ancient spiritual tradition. And, you know, you know, as an yoga, a yoga teacher, a yoga practitioner too, Donna, that yoga kind of gives you that sense of your study of your inner self, that oneness with who you are. And surfing gives us that connection to the ocean of, um, you know, the bigger universe and your part in it. So, yeah, the two of them are really important. And that's why the yoga is in uh, all of our camp program. Um, and uh, yeah, it definitely has that spiritual aspect to it uh, for most surfers, I think. Thank you, Lexi, so very much. And um, and I know you teach from Seaside to Manzanita on the beaches there. And uh, so I would encourage um, all of you who are looking at this summer, the next few months, this short season to there's something for everyone on Lexi's website, which is Northwest. Uh, nwwomenssurfcamps.com. Uh, and of course, now it is for families and teens and uh, co-ed experiences. So thank you again, Lexi. I honor what you do. 
uh, to help people learn about how to be safe and to have a relationship with uh, the ocean. I hope to do it for years to come. Yes. Hey, it was great to see you, Donna. Indeed, good to see you too. Thanks okay. to Zoom. Thank you so much, Nick, for making this happen today. And my gratitude to local talented banjo instructor, Michael Brunt, for his original theme music for this program. So until next month, well, actually, no, right this minute, let's just all take a very deep healing breath together. It is so good for us in body, mind, and spirit. So let's just take a very deep breath together right now.